Luke chapter 6, verse 13, Mark chapter 14, verse 31, Luke 22, verse 31 and 32, and then Mark chapter 14, verses 32 to 42, and Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. Don't worry, it's not as long as it sounds. The seed falling on gravel represents those who initially respond to the word with joy. Reading from the Passion Translation. But soon after, word, when the season of harassment of the enemy and difficulty come to them, they wither and fall away for they have no root in the truth and their faith is temporary. Today is Palm Sunday. And it is the day uh, uh, that celebrates the moment that Jesus entered into Jerusalem on a donkey. He didn't enter into Jerusalem on a horse, but he entered on a donkey to fulfill a prophecy in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9 and 10, which said, your king is going to come in to the city riding on a donkey as opposed to riding on a horse. If you ever watch Roman uh, uh, movies, the, the, the general rides on a horse because a horse is an instrument or animal of war. But a donkey is an animal of peace. So just when Israel thought that Jesus was coming to destroy Rome, he says, no, I am the prince of peace. I'm coming not to destroy Rome. I'm coming to help men make peace with God. Amen. And so when he rode into Jerusalem, that was that day was the first day of Passover to begin a week-long celebration of the Passover holiday, which we now celebrate as Palm Sunday, although uh, the Jewish people, they still celebrate Passover even today. The Passover begins on next Saturday, and it ends on the 7th of April. So Jesus goes, now this is interesting, after he rides into Jerusalem, and people are singing Hosanna, which, which translated means, Lord, save us now, or rescue us right now, immediately after he comes into the city of peace, Jerusalem, he goes directly into the temple, into the church, and wrecks it. Turn to your name and say, neighbor, Jesus is coming into your temple to wreck your life. You come into the temple to clean house, 
because he's basically saying this place has been out of service. This house is supposed to be a house of prayer where people are getting blessed. Instead, it's been turned into a den of thieves where the enemy can just have his way. It's out of order. It's out of service. So he came into the temple to wreck it. And through his death and resurrection, a few days later, Jesus basically says, I am, watch this, I am putting religion out of business. No more sacrificing goats. No more sacrificing lambs and doves. The only thing that matters now is no longer religion, but relationship with Jesus through his death on the cross now becomes enough. In other words, grace. No more works, so nobody gets to brag. I know some of you are impressed with your fast life, fasting, and your devotions, but the only reason why God responds to you is because of what Jesus did. No one gets to brag. Tell somebody, nobody gets to brag. So after he goes in the temple, a few days later, on a Thursday evening, he washes his disciples' feet. I think we have a picture up there where he washes his disciples' feet. And as he uh, washes, his, washes his disciples' feet, amen. <laughs> uh, and that's what we're going to be doing on Thursday evening. We said we want to be Marvel characters. We want to surprise God, so we're going to surprise God by washing feet. And after he washes his disciples' feet, they sit down to a meal. It is his last meal with them before he's going to be crucified. And out of that last meal comes our sacrament called communion. Everybody with me so far? At the end of communion, this loving dinner and communion where he says, hey, you know, do this in remembrance of me. Then he says to his, his disciples, his, his apostles, by the way, um, one of you are going to betray me and all y'all are going to abandon me. I mean, what a nice way to end a wonderful meal. And so in Mark chapter 14, verse 31, but Peter insisted emphatically even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same. And then Jesus in Luke uh, 22, verse 31 says, Simon, Simon, that is Peter's Hebrew name. Satan has asked to sift not just you, all of you, all, all, 11 of you, because by that time, Judas left to betray him. Like wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. So one scripture, we have faith that is temporary. Another scripture, we have faith does not fail. I'm going to pray for you so that your faith will not fail. After the dinner, in Mark chapter 14, verse 32, 
they all went to a place called Gethsemane. The name Gethsemane means oil press, oil press. It is in your Gethsemane where God puts pressure on you so he can get the anointing that he wants. If you're feeling pressure, it could be because God wants an anointing out of you that you didn't know what was, that was in you until you faced pressure. And Jesus took Peter, James, and John. He took his crew, took his crew. He took his aid. That is his inner circle. We said that everybody needs aid. Everybody needs three people in your life. Apostles. Amen. Who, who, who produce. We have the inner circle who have perspective, who can see through you. And we have disciples who provide presence. He took his apostles with him. His inner, his inner circle, his crew, Peter, James, and John. He took them with him. And he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. And he says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He said to them, stay here and keep watch. Can you say watch? Going a little further because there's some places that you have to go by yourself. Lord have mercy. There are some places that your crew can't go with you. You got to go by yourself. And sometimes God makes your crew abandon you because you got to know that he can move with you and in you without any artificial sweeteners and without any crutch. Some of you lean on your crew too much. Because for some of us, Jesus is not enough. Ooh. So some of you write mad, mad why well, that was my best friend and why could it be that the Lord removed them by his grace to get you to be able to trust in him and him alone? Ooh. Mm. Holy Ghost is speaking to somebody. He says, stay here and watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground. I mean, you're talking about he's in agony. And he prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. In other words, I don't want to go to Calvary. I don't want to be separated from you. I don't want to do this. Then he returns to his disciples, to his crew, and found them sleeping. Simon! He <laughs> scared you there. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep couldn't you keep watch for one hour say watch he says to them watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation your spirit is willing but your human nature your flesh your physical body is weak 39 once more he went away and prayed the same thing returning to them uh, a third time. So I skipped the second time. A third time. He said to them, are you still sleeping? Are you still resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the son of man, that is Jesus, is going to be delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let's go, because here comes my betrayer. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. You, you see in this text the word watch three times. Habakkuk 2, verse 1, Habakkuk, his name in Hebrew means to embrace. He 
he explains, the prophet Habakkuk explains what Jesus needed his crew to do for him in the time of need. Habakkuk says in chapter 2, verse 1 of New Living Translation, I will climb up to my watchtower, that's a noun, and stand at my guard post, and there I will wait, that's a verb, to see what the Lord says and how he will answer. I, I want to speak to you on the subject watch. 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 This text here that I just quoted in New Living Translation, that is Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. It, this word watchtower, or the King James Version says, I'll stand upon my watch and watch to see what he will say. So there's two watches, but one watch is a noun. The first one's a noun, that is a person, place, a thing. And the other watch is a verb, that is an action. He said, I'll stand upon my watch. The, this word watch in the Hebrew, it means I'll be on guard. This word watch means office, which is kind of strange. That this word watch, I'll, I'll stand at my office. What you may not realize is that there are eight watches in a day. 12, midnight to 3, 3 to 6, 6 to 9, 9 to 12, and then circle around again. So three times eight watches equals 24 hours. Are you with me so far? And during those watches, they, they are called liturgical hours. And, and so another word for this word watch office, it's actually called a divine office. Are you with me? divine office, if you look in you know, any liturgical book or even online or, or a book of prayers, it is, it, these, these times are called divine office. That word divine office, divine means God. In Latin, divinus means God. Are you with me? And, and office is off fice. Off is the Latin word opus, which means work. Are you following me? Uh, it, it is where we get our English word operate. And facio, which means to do, is where I, we get our English word facilitate. And so opus facio means uh, to do work. So an office is not a place for playing. It's a place, opus facio, it's a place where work gets done. But it's not simply work, it is opus facio uh, or divine office means it is a place where God gets work done. And so we're talking about, when you're talking about uh, the divine office, it, it mocks each hour. It marks the hour of each day as a time that we set or sanctify each day through prayer. So and that's what goes on now, but we're talking about watch. And the reason why I want to talk to you, because 
as we are, we're about to enter our 91 hour watch season of watching. We've never done this before. For those of you who may not be aware, that is, we're going to spend 91 hours straight with the Lord as a church. Doesn't mean that you have to be here 91 hours straight. What it means is, is that the doors of our church will be open starting 6 a.m. on Tuesday, and we will conclude at 1 a.m. on on Saturday. And it's 91 hours because uh, Thursday we celebrated 91 years as a church. Praise the Lord. I think we need to praise God. 91 years. And so we decided that we would give God an hour for each year in which we as a church will just be open before the Lord 91 hours straight to see, watch this, to watch and see what God will do. This word watch, it means century. S-E-N-T-R-Y. A sentry is a soldier stationed at a place to stand guard and prevent the passage of unauthorized persons. As a husband, as the man in my house, I need to stand sentry over my house to make sure no unauthorized persons or spirits get passage into my house. Mm. This word century, gee, I'm almost finished. <laughs> this word century comes from the Latin word sentire, from which we get our English word sensual, and it means it means to perceive through the senses. Are you tracking with me? So as, as a watchman, are you with me? As a watchman, I am a sentry and I am to perceive through my senses. That is uh, my five senses to hear. Are you with me? Hear, hear, hear. In other words, Revelations chapter two and chapter three, seven times, the writer says, he that has ears, let him hear. As God's sentry, I should be hearing what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Are you with me so far? Uh, uh, smell, meaning this is the instrument of discernment. Mm. I should be able to smell when things are sweet and fragrant. The Bible says in, I think it's John chapter 12, that the woman broke her alabaster box and it, the scent, the fragrance filled the room. You can always sense when God is in the room and when he's not. That's why they call a demon a foul spirit. You ever open up a pack of chicken that you left there for two weeks? Mm. You forgot it was in the crisper? Anybody ever do that? Okay, the rest of you, yeah, nothing, yeah, okay, yeah. You don't want to say that. You saw the date, and, and you said, well, let me see if it's still good. Can I get a witness? What do you do? You open it up, and you're like, oh, 
You discern. Does God discern that? Does God discern that when we worship sometimes? You ever have somebody taste something? They go and and they and you smell it. They smell. They go, oh, this is horrible. Smell this. Can I can I get a witness? If if it smells nasty to you, why are you going to give it to me? But sad to say. We say, oh, this service smells funky. God, smell this. As a century, I got to make sure that my worship to God doesn't stink. Mm. I'm supposed to, as a century, see. The Bible says, I think it's Proverbs 29, verse 18, where there is no vision. The people perish. But he that. You want me to know the rest of it? Where there's no vision, the people perish. But he that. Something with God happy with you. I can't remember now. But, anyways, we'll keep going. The other uh, thing is to taste. No, to feel. To feel. As a center, I should feel. There's a scripture in Acts chapter 17, I think it's verse 27, where, where Paul is talking and he says the Gentiles, they don't know God, but they're feeling for him that they may eventually find him. Okay, And sometimes it's all right if we don't know what God is doing. Some of us want to control God, and that's why he can't do something different. We're comfortable with the same old, same old. But sometimes God, mm, give me five right here. Sometimes God keeps us in the dark so that we'll, come here, sir. So that, so that, so that we'll trust in the Holy Spirit. Okay, where are you taking me? I don't like, I, I don't like where I'm going. I don't like where I'm going. Where are we? Where are we? And he just, just he just says, just take my arm. But we don't like discomfort. Friday night, we uh, at Fan Into Flames had an amazing time, presence of the Lord, and we were praising and dancing and all that. And so I spoke about David's tabernacle, where David's tabernacle or tent means everybody gets access to the presence of God. Are you with me? And so I said, all right, after my sermon, now that we had a great time worshiping in here, let's go out there in the middle of basketball court and let's just worship God at 9.30 p.m. when the temperature was saying 38 degrees. And people kind of was like, whoa. I mean, they're they're the crazy people. You always have the crazy people. The 60% are like, ah, and the other 60% that say, no, I'm not doing this. So we went out there, played the Bluetooth, and we started singing, this is holy ground. And then we sang, we played, here's my worship. I will not be silent. And it was like the presence of God was just exploding and People were dancing. Uh, 
bikers were stopping, cars were stopping, people walking by like, what are these people doing? But the point is, is that our worship was doing something in the atmosphere. It was creating a fragrance. Praise the Lord. We're doing something different. We were feeling after God. And then, of course, taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, Psalm 34, verse 8. I want to show you a video. Hopefully it's up there. And, and, and I think some of you might have seen this video before. Um, this is uh, my next to last point. And see if it's working its way there. How many have ever seen that commercial before? There were two watchmen there. There's the first watchman. What did you notice about the first watchman? Anybody? You can raise your hand. I got the mic here. What'd you say? Oh, he was dressed appropriately. Someone else, someone said, yes, it says focused. Anybody else? He was what? Thank you. He was on guard. Ser serious. Serious. Anybody in the balcony? Okay. What about, what about, what do you know about the second? The second, what? Lazy. What? Sloppy. What? Asleep. Asleep. What? Casual. Casual. <laughs> Chilling. What'd you say? He wasn't, a, he wasn't even a watchman. Someone said, what? Lay back. Lay back. And, and see, so, <laughs> see, the question is going to be that during this 91-hour watch, I said, in fact, don't, I'm not even going to say it. Turn your name and say, during this 91-hour watch, which one will you be? When I'm going through a situation, I don't need people chilling. See, as we are watching, we're watching for two things. In fact, the word watch in this Hebrew, the, the verb now, it means to lean forward, watch this, or to, to peer into the distance. I'm looking at Maya, if I see you. And she looks small from here, but I see her. Nice through, yeah, I see your hands going like that. <laughs> Mia, sorry, Mia. She's like, who's this? Thank you, honey, that's why I need you. 
the watchman peers deeply into the future. This is a telescope. Tele means far and scope means to see. And I'm looking for two things as a watchman. Are you with me? I'm, look, I'm looking for if my help is coming or if the enemy's coming. See, some of us, if we don't have a watchman, the enemy will be on, up on top of us before we have time to prepare. But watchmen say, hey, Peter, Satan has already devised that he wants to sift you guys as peace, but as, as, as wheat. But because I am a watchman, I see what he's about to do. So I'm praying now so that when the test comes, you'll be prepared because of my prayers. Some of you need a watchman because you're going through such tremendous hell. And the watchman says, well, well, wait a minute. I know you're going through now, but weeping may endure for a night. But I see, I see a new day coming. I see a new day. Come on, J Jamie, just hold on, man. Amen. Something's about to happen, man. Something, come on, bro. Hold on. Something's about to happen. You need watchmen who are going to see not just bad news, but good news is coming. Who's your watchman? Something's about to happen in Cambridge. Something's about to happen in PT. And, and, and I want us to be ready as watchmen. That's what the watch is all about. The watch is about, what are we watching for? We're watching for God's sightings. God, where are you moving? Where do I need to cooperate with you? How do I need to get myself ready? My faith is temporary. It fails. Maybe because I'm out of God's purpose, as we shared on last Sunday, out of God's power, which we shared on last Friday, or out of God's presence. This 91 hours is to keep us in God's presence for 91 hours straight to see what God can do. And if I were you, I would figure out a way to out of those 91 hours, can you not give him at least one? After all he's done for you,